Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! Welcome back, OTC listeners! You thought I would be gone for good. You thought I would take another hiatus, another vacation, or another something that allows me to disappear for a while. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. See, with my man, when the guy, the big guy himself, James Gunn, and he's putting out some news-related stuff that makes me go tingling in my dum-dum, well, guess what? I ain't gonna waver. I ain't gonna back down. I ain't gonna back down for no man, nobody, no way, no how. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually pretty excited. Welcome back, guys. As you know, I am Mike Garcia, and welcome to Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. And today, we are going to talk about... What do we going to talk about? Oh, yeah, the DCU. Of course, the DC Universe, the DC United, whatever you want to call yourself. It's James Gunn's new slate of movies that is going to be happening in the next 8 to 10 year plan. Now, I have to be honest, I have to be honest, when I saw the slate, I'm a little, I wouldn't say I'm a little skeptical, but I thought to myself, okay, that can work, that can work, and I don't know about one of these other two options, but it seems very clear that ever since DC has hired James Gunn and his partner Peter Safran to be the co-CEOs of DC Studios, you can tell that they're really, they're really passionate about these projects. They're very passionate about what it is that they're doing. They're passionate about the characters, and they want to give it all this time. Because let's face it, the whole Zack Snyder thing, and we can go on and on about the production hell that the DC Extended Universe has been going through for so many years, since 2013. Basically a decade at this point. But it comes to the fact that, you know what? We need something new. We need something new, and this is the perfect time for us to get something new. So now, here it is, is the 10-year plan, and I am excited. I can't wait. No, there won't be any transitions right now. There won't be any, you know, songs. We're just going to go right down to it because this is freaking exciting. Now, I know James Gunn, he did like a five and a half to a six minute video on Twitter and he talked about them in order. I'm just going to talk about these in order. And before I do, I do want to say that he said something very interesting that really stood out to me. He said the the Batman by Matt Reeves, Joaquin Phoenix Joker by Todd Phillips and, you know, Shazam 2 and Aquaman 2 that will be coming out by the end of this year that they're basically Elseworlds storylines. And whatever he's going through or he's going to be putting out in the next 8 to 10 years is going to be the main focus and the main continuity, the main timeline of this plan that he has. And I felt that was very interesting because it only signifies that if we got these three stories that are Elseworlds storylines, what else can we include that's also Elseworld? He called chapter one, Gods and Monsters, which 
if you don't remember or if you're new to this channel, was an animated film in terms of foretelling, or not foretelling, telling the new trinity of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in a different way, in a different perspective. So it kind of makes you think, if this is chapter one in terms of what he's given us, imagine how chapter two and chapter three is going to be. Assuming, assuming that these all fall into the exact plan that he and Peter Seffrin has. So I'm going to read out the list and we're just going to talk, you know, briefly about them. And I'll just give you my reaction at the end of the day. So with that being said, let's get right down to it. So right in front of me, I have DCU's Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. And it's going to go 1 through 10, no in particular order. It's just how it is. Number 1, Superman Legacy. I'm going to go, by the way, I'm going to go through the movies first, and then I'll go to the TV shows. So number 1, Superman Legacy. Now, as you know, this will be Superman's f- telling on how he is balancing the life of Clark Kent and Superman, which is basically what James Gunn is going for. I understand a lot of you that are pissed off about the whole Henry Cavill thing, and James Gunn had to come out and say, listen, he wasn't exactly fired. He's just not rehired for anything that we have right now. That doesn't mean that we're not going to use him, and this is basically what I'm thinking in my head, that doesn't mean that we're not going to reuse him in terms of the later chapters that were that's going to happen. Look, the fact of the main the fact of the matter is and let's just cut this once and for all. Number 1, the Zack Snyder first is dead. It's dead. Like that's it. It's going to die when Aquaman, you know, hits the big screen on December 2023 at the end of this year and the Flash is going to basically scrub and redo everything of what transpired it is like there's no mistake about it and this is something that we've probably been wondering for some time now for the flash to be its own flashpoint and have a redo a reset a rebutton with everything that happened in the dc universe i'm not mad at it i understand that you are because it was your favorite superman during your generation during your time but you also have to understand these things happen. It's a business and we have to move on. So now with the new thing of Superman's legacy, I'm very intrigued in terms of who is going to take up the mantle of Clark Kent and Superman. And I'm thinking, and this is just my head of thinking, I'm thinking that this is going to be Smallville on the big screen. Maybe without the shitty, you know, special effects, but a much more compelling storyline to actually see what Clark Kent goes through as he transitions into becoming the Man of Steel, the, you know, the one that fights for truth, justice, and the American way. That's right, I'm using the original slogan, not the new one, sue me, I don't care. I'm excited to see what is going to happen because as we saw with a younger Batman, there's going to be a younger Superman. And I can dig it. I can dig it. Number two, we have The Brave and the Bold. So this movie is going to essentially focus on the father-son dynamic between Batman and his son, Damian Wayne. 
Now, I don't know if you remember before, but I have to say I despise Damian Wayne. My girlfriend loves her, uh, loves him. My girlfriend loves him. He's the second Robin. He's her favorite, second favorite Robin. I can't stand Damian Wayne. But James Gunn loves Damian Wayne. And now we're actually going to see the father-son dynamic between Damian Wayne, which is very interesting to me because even though I do trust James Gunn and his partner, and I do believe they know what they're doing, it kind of makes me think from a biased perspective. I'm like, really? Damian Wayne? I mean, we do have a live-action Nightwing. I'm not going to say, oh, why didn't... I'm not going to be one of those guys who's going to be like, well, why didn't we get a Nightwing film? Eh, we kind of got a live-action Nightwing, especially with Titans. By the way, side note, and I will talk about this in a little bit, of Titans and Doom Patrol ending this year. Sad, but it has to happen. We have a live-action Nightwing, but we don't have a live-action Red Hood... And we don't have a live-action Tim Drake. So it gets me to think, okay, if Damian Wayne is going to be the main Robin, clearly this has to open the door to the other gallery, the other Bat, the Bat family as well. You know, you know, Oracle, Stephanie Brown's Batgirl, or spoiler, Cassandra Kane, the real Cassandra Kane. Not the bullshit from Birds of Prey, not that puta, no, the real Cassandra Kane. Maybe we'll see Batwing. Maybe we can actually see Batwoman. Not Ruby Rose's Batwoman, a different Batwoman. Like, I can imagine the introduction of Batman and Robin, his son Robin, could segue into basically expanding to these other characters. But I can imagine that's going to be in the later chapters while this movie is going to solely focus on Batman, Bruce Wayne, and his son, Damian Wayne. And the whole dynamic between father and son, because let's face it, through the animated movies, it's been a rocky start from the very get-go. So that is what it is. Number three, we have Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Now, I haven't seen the entirety of Supergirl The CW Show. And I know that we are going to have, at least I think I, I think we're going to have a new Supergirl within the DC Flash movie. Obviously, it's going to be a different version of Supergirl. And I know that Supergirl, the original one, was canned because the whole thing, they were focusing on the diversity and they were going to have Batgirl and Supergirl take over the mantle of or take over the roles of Batman and Superman, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Uh, I'm, I don't have a problem with this. Obviously, like I said, I'm biased. The fact that whether it's the writers of James Gunn or whoever, I think under his direction, Supergirl is actually going to be spot on. I think we're going to see a different jaded character of Supergirl where she might still be on Krypton or she's vulnerable or... Maybe this is how she's going to be before she goes to Earth and beats with her cousin Clark Kent. So, I'm interested to see where they're going to take this character. And I want to see her in a different way. Ooh, can you imagine having a movie of Supergirl getting corrupted by the Red Lantern Ring? 
Because that actually happened in one of the comics before. I forgot which one it was. I'm sure it was the New 52 version. But to actually see Supergirl wearing the Red Lantern ring. Ooh. Ooh. I, I love bad women. I really do. Now, I, I love seeing bad women on screen. Like evil women. Or women that are corrupted. I don't know. That's, you know, like. It, it, it. It sheds a new light. I don't know. It's, it's sue me. I don't care. Sue me. It sheds a new light. Oh, but that'd be fun though. Oh, that'd be so fun. A Red Lantern, Supergirl with rage. Ooh, she would fuck shit up. Definitely. Number four, we got the Authority. Now I don't know too much about the Authority. I know James Gunn actually briefly spoke on them. I really don't know too much about them. This is actually my first time that I'm ever hearing about them. So I really can't speak too much about it, honestly. Because I don't want to be reaching for something thinking, well, I think they're going to be like this or I think they're going to be like that. No, I know zero on the authority. I have to do way more research on it. Maybe I'll read a small comic about it. Although I really don't want to spoil myself for the movie if it does come out. Hopefully these projects actually do come out and don't get shelved or canned. But I I don't I really don't know too much about it, so I can't really speak much about it. Number five, Swamp Thing. Now, we did get a Swamp Thing show, as you remember, from HBO Max. And I can tell right away that this one is going to be a little bit more of a horrifying aspect in James Gunn's, you know, vision. I'm not mad at it. Um, I feel like it's something that, obviously, it's something that we've already seen before. So I'm a little surprised that we went about this option. I honestly thought that we were going to focus on different characters that are possibly villains or maybe other anti-heroes. Like, for example, and... Maybe I'm just talking about this now, but I can imagine that this is going to be in Chapter 2 and Chapter 3 because we're still in Chapter 1. Why don't they have a Deathstroke movie? Or why not, and my girlfriend would agree with me, why not we have a Man-Bat horror movie? Can you imagine how horrifying and, 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 and the fact that you can actually see the transformation of Dr. Langstrom turning into the Man-Bat? What?! Oh, that would sell like hotcakes. That would sell like hotcakes, my guy. But we got Swamp Thing. And I don't want to downplay Swamp Thing. I don't want to downplay him because I know he's a fan favorite to many. It's just, we literally just got the show. And I and I guess you can say the same thing with Supergirl. And you can say the same thing with other movies and shows that I'm going to be repeating. But I don't know, like... I guess I'm not excited yet until I see the trailers. So if we're going to get a Swamp Thing horror movie, then by God, it's going to be fucking dark. And I can't wait to see what we got next. Now we're going into the TV shows. We got Creature Commandos, an animated TV show. Again, I don't know zilch about these characters. I'm assuming that... I don't know if it was them or the authority that's more of like an anti-Justice League. Like, they're superheroes, but they kind of take shit in their own way. Now, where have I heard that before? Oh, yeah, the boys. But 
I know a lot of comics and a lot of movies and a lot of things in general, they have a lot of similarities. So I can't really blame or fault anyone for that. I really can't. But I feel like, okay, if we're going to get an animated TV show, that means that there's way more freedom to do whatever the hell it is they want. And if they are going the R-rated rating or the rated M for mature type thing, then it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. And honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to it if they are going to go super, super dark with this one. So... It is what it is. Waller. The TV show Waller. Obviously, Amanda Waller. James Gunn said that it's going to still be by Viola Davis. And I would not... I'm glad that they stuck with her because she's the only one that can that can actually play this character beautifully in live action. And I know that post-Peacemaker, they actually arrest Amanda Waller. And... I love this dynamic because in many shows, in many aspects, in many comics, you rarely see Amanda Waller get her dues. Like, you rarely see her suffer any consequences for what she's done. Because, let's face it, she's a stone-cold bitch. She is a stone-cold bitch. That is her character. That really is. So, the fact that we can actually see a show where they actually do arrest her for you know, breaking whatever humanistic laws or whatever the case may be. It's very interesting to see. Can't stand her daughter, though, from Peacemaker. I really can't. But, but, with her included, that means hopefully Peacemaker and the others will be included, too. Excuse me. Hopefully they will be included as well. And, I, again, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. And chances are they're going to keep with the mature rating. So, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Next one, number eight, we have Lanterns, the TV show. Now, I know a little bit about this one, and it's going to be primarily focused on Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. And it's going to be a little bit of a detective type story where they're actually like intergalactic police and they're trying to solve a case or something. I believe that's where I got... That's I'm just guessing at this point. But I believe that's the thing that they're kind of going with. Now, I'm going to be very honest. I have never really been a huge fan of the Green Lantern Corps. I really haven't. Growing up, I never really read a lot of their comics. I only saw a few of the shows... I barely even remember the Ryan Reynolds movie. And even Ryan Reynolds himself would be like, yeah, that was just a terrible movie. But I know enough to know that they're interesting. And I know enough to know a few of the other characters. Like, obviously, the two that I mentioned. We have Jessica Drew. Is it Jessica Drew or Jessica something? I know it's Jessica. I forgot her last name. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, I know about Sinestro, obviously. I know of the other Lantern Corps. I mentioned earlier about the Red Lantern Corps that's full of rage. I know about the Blue Lantern Corps that inspires hope. I know about Batman wearing the Yellow Lantern ring at one point. I know Superman that wore the Yellow, the yellow Lantern ring at one point from the 
and just as storylines. So I know a little bit of knowledge in terms of a few of the founding members or a few of the members of the Lantern Corps in general. So the fact that it's going to depict and focus on these two characters themselves, I am open-minded and hopefully everything follows through exactly because if they're going to focus on them, obviously they're going to be in space. And we're going to be dealing with other characters that have an association with them. Not to mention, I'm pretty sure that around this same time, Marvel is going to release Nova. We've already seen the Nova Corps from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So, chances are we're going to see Nova around the same time that we're going to get the Lanterns. And if I know James Gunn, which I don't personally, but I hope I did. I hope I do. If I know James Gunn, I think he knows, I think he knows that there's no coincidence that this is happening around the same time. I don't know. Eh, suspicious. Next one, we have Booster Gold. Now, honestly, I'm excited for this one. And if you don't know who Booster Gold is, he's a superhero, he's a loser, actually, that comes from the future and is using the present to become a hero. Like, that's pretty much what you have to know about. And this is going to be a comedy. Booster Gold is a fan favorite to many people. And I'm kind of a little biased because his name is Michael. But we don't have to know about that right now. Anyway, I like Booster Gold. You know, I like Booster Gold. I think I think Booster Gold, in addition to Blue Beetle, in addition to a lot of the side characters that we really don't normally get to see He's going to have a different variety when it comes to these characters. And uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table as well. So, there is that. Last but not least, we have Paradise Lost. I, once again, just like the Authority and just like the Creature Commandos, I really don't know too much about them. I can only speculate, but I really don't want to give any false information. So, I definitely want to give myself a little bit more time to know who these groups are because once again I really don't know too much about them so it's important for me to educate myself before I can even give any opinion in terms of what's going to happen next but if James Gunn can do it and Peter Safran can do it then by all means you know hopefully everything that I just mentioned nothing gets shelved nothing gets canned and we might get something a little here or two about anything else, but I'm excited. This next 8-10 to year plan, holy shit, you know? And for those that are saying, oh, why don't they do another Justice League? Why don't they do this? Listen, again, and please understand, the snack, the snack, the snack, the Zack Snyder first is dead. It's gone. We have to move on. We have to focus on these individual characters and a few of them groups. We have to focus on them and let them build and expand. And maybe one day, maybe in chapter two or chapter three, we'll finally get an epic crossover. 
epic, that's something that we've never seen before that we can actually build and build and build and build. Because let me tell you, if Marvel is going to continue going their route on diversity, shoving down people's throats and identity politics and bad writing and bad directing and all this other shit and oversaturation when it comes to movies and shows left and right in any given year. I mean, let's face it. Do you think it was a coincidence? Do you think it was a coincidence any way, shape, or form that Kevin Feige released both Marvel Phase 5 and Phase 6 right after we they were getting shit because what was going on with Marvel Phase 4? Coincidence? I think not. Just think about that. Like, they don't make these decisions lightly. Everything is planned. Everything is strategic. In the same way, James Gunn was also strategic about this plan too. So if I'm going to have to end this podcast episode with this, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what the trailers unfold. But before we look ahead towards the futures, we got to look about what's going on right now. I do not understand, and this is going to be a side thing before we have to go. I do not understand if the executive directors for DC are truly keeping Ezra Miller or if they're going to use him for a future Flash movie. In all honesty, and I don't remember if I already mentioned this before, but this is just my personal opinion. I feel like he's fired. I think he's done. And the reason why they have not really made that public or is not really making a big deal about it is because they need this guy. That's why I said guy. They need this dude to sell movies. I mean, how bad would it look that you are shelving the main character of your movie and he can't even promote it, regardless of all the bad shit that he's recently done? But that's just my opinion. I have no evidence to back that up. So you don't have to take my word for it. And if they do end up keeping him, if they do end up keeping Ezra Miller, they're just biting themselves in the ass. Like they've always done, apparently. But I think the new CEO of Warner Discovery, David Sasloff, as well as James Gunn and Peter Safran, those three, they know better. They know better. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. I realize that this is something that I actually enjoy doing. If there's a big news that literally just hit, then I'm just going to talk about it right then and there. And I always keep saying that this is the last thing that I'm going to say, but I did want to mention this. Titans and Doom Patrol ending this year. I believe both of them have like six episodes left or something, six to eight episodes or something like that. And uh, it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time before their stories would wrap up, especially since they've been going for a while you know me, I love Doom Patrol. It was, it's always going to have a safe place in my heart. Titans, eh, not so much, but it's had a couple of good moments, decent moments. But there's really nothing much that I can say about it. It's an executive decision. It's a business decision. And I know that if I want to rewatch these shows again and rewatch these episodes again... There's only one way that I can do it, and that's through HBO Max. And if they take it off HBO Max, well, gonna have to go to my local Walmart, get the DVD, and uh, yeah, just enjoy it that way. 
Yeah. I'm a simp for Crazy Jane, by the way. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. That's about done. Thank you so much once again for tuning into this podcast. I will be doing this a little bit more, a little bit more frequently because I'm going to be opening up a second podcast very, very soon. I've been teasing it for a while, but it is actually happening. And once I got the details down, once I know, you know. I do know. You don't know yet. That's neither here nor there. As always, thank you so much for watching or listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, when it comes to news, shows, movies, games, reviews, or whatever the case may be, if you hear about it and you read about it, I then talk about it controversial or otherwise. And it's what I do. That's what I do that is fun. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.